Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. This guy next to me is the vice mayor of PHNX, one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Derek, I can feel it's going to be a good episode today because as we started, the ice cream truck literally just drove by in my neighborhood. Ooh. And this is this isn't just any ice cream truck. This ice cream truck is like a neon orange and it is driven wow. by this guy in like a fantastic costume. And, what? And uh, you can just tell that the vibes are good in Chandler, Arizona today. So just, just throwing that out there. What kind of costume does he wear? You know, I didn't get a great look at it. I just know that it was sort of ridiculous when uh, when he drove by the first time. He had like a, I think he was wearing something similar to like you know the hats that the uh, In and Out um, employees wear. If you work at In and Out Burger, you have oh, like you those. Like he, was uh, like, he was like a real ice cream man. That's what you're describing. You're just, oh, you're he describing was a, he was a real, real ice cream man. That's not ridiculous. A real ice cream That's, man. That is what ice cream men should wear, right? I'm I'm picturing uh, a white shirt. Uh, sleeves rolled up maybe suspenders maybe not maybe a bow tie maybe not. i do think there was i do think it's a white shirt and i do oh think his sleeves were rolled God. up you're like oh nailing God. it right now is this that a thing is like is is that yes, an actual thing? thing there's an ice I cream hate... man costume you make me physically sick with how young you are sometimes <laughs> like i understand because i wasn't born in the 50s either jesse but i know these people existed i've seen pictures of them before have you never seen like a milkman from like the 50s it was the same thing these people dressed. no Derek. i've never seen i have oh. never seen a milkman once in oh, my life well, I'm not talking about in real life, a picture, a drawing. You, I, you, you disgust me without. I have, I have probably seen, uh, maybe I've seen a drawing at some point. Maybe a I don't drawing. Know. Do, oh my Do milkmen God. have like a, is there like a milkman costume that I should know about too? Yes. Like, is there, so, yes. is there some sort of thing they go strolling around white in every top, day? White pants, uh, button up shirt. Usually again, sleeves rolled up just to signify that they're working and they're doing shit. Yeah, Zach Gallon is a milkman jesse zach gallon is a milkman he delivers right we know he delivers That's we've fair. seen him in the past five games right uh but oh i i can't get off topic here because i'm still stuck on this ice cream truck it sounds fantastic uh what is your go-to at the ice cream man what is your go-to ice cream treat when you go to the ice cream man or are you are you too old for that now at this point is that is that yeah beyond you? I... <laughs> 
I mean, I, I, noticed I know you, you didn't think... get up and run outside, so obviously <laughs> there's something wrong with you. Well, maybe I would have if we weren't about to start a show and I had like an actual <laughs> choice. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's sort of a lot of kids in the neighborhood. Um, and by kids, I mean people who are younger than I am. Um, you know, like they're like eight years old or whatnot. So I would feel a little bit out of place going out there. And especially like when nobody else, like if the if the ice cream truck just goes down the street and like none of the kids come out, but like I come out, it just doesn't really feel right. So uh, do you not know where if, the Michael Jordan quote fuck them kids originated? It originated with Michael Jordan going out to the ice cream truck. That's how that happened. That's where that came. Wait, from. really? Is that no, true? No, it's not true at all, Jesse. That is I'm, nothing I say is ever true. You know that. I have no idea where that came from. Where did that? No, come I don't from? either. I, I'm pretty sure he's okay. It's okay. questionable if he said it, but uh, yeah, it's it's still something I'm for <laughs> sure he said. Uh, okay, kids aside, what what do you, do you know? What you would get if, if yeah, you didn't have I w- to suffer the embarrassment of the eight year olds judging you? What are you getting at the ice cream man? I would probably do like the fudge bar, you know, like the like the classic like fudge. Yeah. Although in Arizona, it's really tricky to do the ice cream truck thing. (laughs) Ice cream trucks are tricky here because your ice cream melts like so rapidly that like you got to really stay on top of that if you don't want it to be like melting all over you outside. So, man. I'm getting anyway eight eight times out of ten. I'm getting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sherbet bar with the with the with the gumballs and the eyeballs that's and the gumballs are terrible jesse i'll be the first to admit it i don't that care. sounds that's utterly disturbing oh it's they're bad <laughs> that does they're not bad. sound good <laughs> they don't mush like gum should it just crumbles in your mouth and hopefully you don't swallow enough of the shards that you can keep them together to actually form <laughs> some sort of piece of gum in your mouth that will go instantly flavorless uh before you have to spit yes. it out because you've just yes. had enough of it right but Still, it is that is a staple of my childhood. The other two times I'm getting a chip witch, uh, ice cream sandwich made out of chocolate chip cookies, uh, chocolate chips around the edge. It's perfection. It's perfection. I can't believe I you do went miss with a fudge like bar. I do I can't miss believe like you went with a fudge bar. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. But I have to say, <laughs> I I miss I miss like a like the old fashioned like gumball machines that they would have in grocery stores. I know those still sure. exist, but they're a little bit harder to find now. Yeah, and uh, and and you're right that like the flavor lasts like ten seconds and then it's Doesn't completely matter. gone. But it's I still... have very like it was absolutely worth the quarter. Like it was at like that ten seconds of glory. It was magical. Was it was worth, magical. It was absolutely worth that whatever one, you had to pay for the it. One bubble you could blow before that gum was just basically a wad of just gross flavorless chew in your mouth uh was worth every every cent of that quarter. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't blow bubbles though. I was that I was that child, that poor child who just couldn't to save his life. I can't whistle. I can't I knew blow I was going to ask you. I was going to ask if you could yeah, whistle. No, I knew if you couldn't blow a bubble, you couldn't whistle. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. You didn't even have to tell me that and I knew it. Oh. I can't do the taco tongue thing. Oh man, man, a few talents, Derek. All I can do is talk about baseball. That's yeah, pretty much and you it. Bite so. your ass off about it too. And if you haven't had a chance, read Jesse's writing over at gophnx.com. Get yourself a membership, annual membership, month to month. It doesn't matter. Get a t-shirt, not this one. We're giving this one away, and I'm gonna get to that. We didn't give it away yesterday, but we're giving it away today, damn it. But if you don't want a t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, Get yourself an annual membership and get yourself a month to month membership if you're not interested in that one and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, 
you will get uh, access to our members-only Discord, which is a party that is hopping all the time, as well as members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Also, check out our YouTube channel. If you're here right now watching us, subscribe, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. And also, uh, leave us a thumbs up if you're watching us live right now. We appreciate it. We thank you guys for being here. Today is a very important day in PHNX history. Jesse and I are moving along with the rest of our teammates to a brand new glorious office that we can't wait for you guys to see. Uh, it is way better than what you see behind me right now. And I mean, this is pretty good, right? I mean, this is pretty good right now as it stands, but it gets way better from here. So we're so excited about what this week uh, brings, not only for us, but for you guys. We do this for you and we want to make this the absolute uh, best place for you to be a Arizona sports fan here in the Valley. So uh, we thank you guys for your support. We appreciate you. Uh, and we have a shirt to give away, Jesse. I promised that I was going to give this bad boy away tomorrow or yesterday. I was going to give it away on Sunday show. We got all wrapped up in all the Emmanuel Rivera excitement. I was told by our graphics team and by Espo that we can't just change the name of the podcast uh, without discussing it. Uh, with Brandon first, but so I have a meeting. Yeah, with Brandon, well, they, and there's this whole thing with Emmanuel Rivera. He he's might just let us use his face and his likeness for this. It's exciting, Jesse. We're we're expanding this stand account that we have going on here. I think I think Brandon just wanted to make sure that the name PHNX was still in there, like just so right. that the brand the branding right. is consistent. Right. So, so it, was, it, was it can't PHNX just be the Emmanuel Rivera podcast. Right. It has to have that in Which, there somehow. I pushed back hard on that, Jesse. I tried my best, but it just didn't happen. <laughs> so it will be the PHNX Emmanuel Rivera podcast going forward. But we could easily call it the PHNX Christian Walker podcast, Jesse, for how good that man has been for this team. Uh, we, we, we did not discuss him yesterday and how good he has been. Uh, it's another egregious error on our part, again, with this T-shirt. Uh, but Christian Walker has been outstanding for this team. We have talked very much so about his defensive run save this year and how good defensively he has been. He's still tied for third with 14 defensive runs saved this year for all major league baseball players, not just first base. He's tied for third for all major league players with 14 defensive runs saved. And his hitting as plate discipline, uh, the, the bad luck that we talked about in the first half, it seems things to be seem to be rolling in the right direction for him as of late. Yeah, they really do. And and it's it's funny you mentioned the, the defensive numbers for this season because I actually think he, he hasn't necessarily played his, his best defense in the last few games. There have been a few mental lapses here and there on, on a sure. couple of plays for him. But all in all, it's still been you know a pretty good season for Christian Walker, um, especially because of the defense he's played. But as of late, Derek, like, like you said, he's just been killing it at the plate. He came very, very close to hitting a cycle in Sunday's game. Um, which I think arguably there might have been a shot for that um, if Cattell Marte's injury hadn't happened um, on that same play. Um, so it, sort of hard to sort of hard to know for sure on that. But um, he's 11 for his last 24 at the plate, and um, he's just been outstanding. His approach looks great. He has more walks than strikeouts in that span. He only has two strikeouts in those last 24 at bats. Uh, so things are looking really, really good for him offensively all the way around. 21 RBI after the all-star break, uh, coming into this game, he had 17 and he was tied for fifth most in the national league. So I'm curious where he's currently at, but yeah, he's really turned it on as far as his production, uh, here in the second half. And it's not just been with the dingers, which he has still 
been excellent with, of course. Uh, tied for uh, fourth in NL with 16 solo homers. Tied for sixth in the National League with five first pitch uh, homers. So he has been jumping all over uh, pitchers, and he's just been – he's really expanded his value offensively by uh, being able to not just hit singles or or homers every single at bat, basically. Yeah, yeah. There's just been there's been more variety to his game offensively as of late, and he's he's about to set some career highs. Uh, we should probably like keep our keep our eyes out for this stuff. His career high in RBI is 73. So right now he has 67 um, as we speak before Monday's game. So and then on uh, home runs, he's right there as well. 29 is career high for homers. He's at 27 right now. Um, so you figure, I mean, he only needs six RBI. And uh, he only needs three more home runs in order to surpass both of those markers. So definitely something to keep an eye out here. He's got a month and a half to do it. So as long as he's able to stay healthy, he should pretty easily clear both of those and, and set career highs and some pretty key offensive stats. Definitely uh, has a chance to reach 30 home runs and, you know, maybe 75 plus RBI. That's huge for him. Uh, and I think that's huge for this team. Uh, again, there were a, there there has been so much talk about Christian Walker, especially considering the guy that he replaced over there at first base. You know, so it's it's really nice to see him becoming a well-rounded player and you know contributing to this ball club in a meaningful way. It's not to say he didn't do that in the first half, but it seemed to be feast or famine for him at the plate there for a while, and it's nice to see him be able to contribute like he did on Sunday. Yeah, he he really he really has looked a little bit better, and and he's a big part of the the middle of the Diamondbacks lineup, right? I mean, there isn't sure. like the Diamondbacks, unfortunately, with the season that Cattell has had, they don't really have like that elite hitter in the middle of the lineup, right? Like Christian right. Walker has sort of been sort of been the staple there. Um, one guy that I also want to mention here, unfortunately, on the other side of things, has not looked very good as of late, and I've heard a lot of people kind of wondering what his role is with the team and kind of where he fits in at this point is Jordan Luplo. Uh, Jordan Luplo has just not looked good against lefties, against righties. It, it just like nothing is really looking great for him offensively right now. His batting average on the season is down to 167. And I know you're not bringing in Jordan Luplo to hit for average. Like that's not what he's there for. But like 167 is really, really low. And even though there's some power there, and we've seen that from time to time, especially against lefties, it's a little bit questionable at this point, like what his role really is. The D-backs have used him and continue to use him in some big spots, pinch hitting late in games against lefties. And it just seems like it's been a while since that move has panned out for them. So uh, I hate to kill the mood here at the beginning uh, on Mailbag Monday, but I've seen a lot of comments about Jordan Luplo lately, and I, I understand where people are coming from. It is understandable, and to be honest, is is Luplo a free agent after this season? Was he on a one-year deal? No, Luplo is not a free agent. I want to say he has two more years of control after this one. Okay. Um, I could check real quick, but I want to say it's two more years. So um, he's an asset they have for a while, and it'd be really hard for them to move on from him because there's they have so few like right-handed hitting outfielders that it doesn't really make sense for them to move on from him because he's affordable. Um, and his, his numbers historically, at least against lefties have been pretty good. So I don't know if that's really something they're considering, but the numbers are getting to the point where I wouldn't be totally shocked if that's on the table at this point. 
it's completely understandable. And, and, uh, you know, it's interesting to see moving forward with all of these outfielders that the diamondbacks do have, how he factors in, uh, how, yeah. how everybody factors in. I think that it's not, it's not a bad problem to have, but being, uh, too left-handed is, and that is something the Arizona diamondbacks definitely have been is far too left-handed at times. Right. Um, and it's, again, it's, it's not the worst situation to be in. It's just a lack of versatility. And in some cases getting heavily dominated as a team, right. By, you know, a, a starting pitcher that's having success against lefties. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the answer is for this team, but all I know is right now they are playing excellent baseball and they're a whole lot of fun to watch. And it's, yes, been, you know, it's, it's been great to see them bounce back from last season. Now be one game over their season total from 2021 and have the rest of this, you know, season now looking forward about what less than two months, just, just under two months left at this point to, to see what this team, uh, not only how, how these guys can evolve, maybe even how guys like Luplo can bounce back, but how the call-ups from the minor leagues, like potentially Corbin Carroll and some others can, you know, adjust to the minors in this short amount of time and, you know, contribute in their own ways to this team winning. Of course, we thank you guys again for checking out the show. Like I said, uh, we are pre-recording this episode. Uh, all transparency. Jesse and I try to be as transparent <laughs> as possible. If you're uh, if you're here in the comments, we absolutely adore you. But if we we're not acknowledging what you're saying, that's why it's not that's personal. <laughs> it has nothing to do. They might be coming up on the screen. They might not. I don't, we don't know how this works. Are robots doing this, Jesse? Is it magic? Uh, I need. I, I'm just a simple caveman. I just need things explained to me. But uh, of course, make sure if you haven't done so already, uh, not only sign up for that membership, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, subscribe, do all the sign up notification. Uh, that way, you know, when we go live, uh, leave us a five-star review on your favorite audio podcasting app. Make sure you're subscribed there as well. We appreciate you for doing that. Appreciate you guys for being here. And since we appreciate you guys so much, it's time. It is time for us to give away this shirt that I'm wearing. No, I'm not taking this one off my back. I got another one right here. It's for you. And we're, we're doing this on the up and up you guys. Uh, this is on the up and up. And when I say that I have this thing all ready to go, you have to excuse me for one moment. It is the star Wars day shirt giveaway wheel of fun. And let me get this up on the screen here. Uh, oh, we have a screen share. All we right. have a screen share, Jesse. Look at this thing. There's a lot of names on that list. There is a lot of names on that list. And right now we are going to pick one. So here we go. Given the wheel a spin, whoever it lands on, Jesse is our winner. Are our names, are our stars. names in there? Your name absolutely is not in there. Uh, it looks like our winner is Brandon Yost at Brandon Yost 15. So Brandon, if you're watching this right now, congratulations. We thank you so much uh, for being a PHNX diamondbacks a listener viewer whatever you are whether you're a listener or a viewer i i don't i don't want to judge it's however you categorize yourself but jesse <laughs> jesse i have a question for you uh do you have another but, shirt what? to give away did you have did you have i do i do i do have one i was trying to keep that a secret um mm -hmm. because i i need i need christmas gifts for people in a couple no, of months no. but uh That's how this works. but okay well do, do we want to make people do this again or do you want me to just 
remove Brandon and spin the wheel a second time. What's what, what do you want to do with your shirt? Mm, mm, you know, let's, let's be generous. Let's, let's just give away two of them. Are let's we going to do, do it. it again? Let's spin it again. All right, Brandon, let's we're do it taking again. you out. We're taking Brandon out and we're spinning the wheel one more time for one more extra large. Uh, this is the way diamondback star Wars day giveaway shirt. Here we go. Jesse, you're so kind, too kind to these. People I am very kind. And yeah, not, darn it. Winner, now I have to buy more Christmas gifts. This is, this yeah. is the worst. <laughs> uh, we have a winner, a godless key, a godless key on Twitter. So uh, shout out to Brandon and a godless key. Uh, you both are our winners and we appreciate you guys. Wait, 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 wait. this, this isn't, they're, they're not instantly winners, right? We're, we're doing this like radio style where like they have right. to call us within like, they have to call us within like 10 minutes or something. No. And if they no. don't do that, no. then we Just, move on and we give it to yeah, someone else. That, no, that's not how it works. This can't work that way. Uh, this is a okay. pre-recorded podcast. Right. Uh, even though the video is live on YouTube right now, some way by magic, I don't know heretics uh whatever however it's on <laughs> youtube it's there and we're not there right you and i right now i know this is going to fucking blow your mind but you and i right now are moving boxes i'm probably yeah. putting together furniture right now yeah i'm PHNX like helplessly Sports trying to assemble an office chair which is like Without the single worst worst task you could possibly be assigned so right. i've i've already come to grips with the fact Not that it's probably how i'm gonna it. spend all of my monday yeah oh my god <laughs> we've, we've been there at this point since eight o'clock in the morning uh and yeah how do you it's think awful. how do you think you're feeling at this point derek do you think you're do you think you're doing okay 1 p.m no, i don't we'll I do 1 p.m now good. I have a feeling I haven't eaten, Jesse. I have a feeling I'm very hangry right now by 121, 1.30 p.m. I have a feeling I'm not. Well, you've I'm, probably, probably eaten Burrito Express, right? Have you oh, eaten Burrito Express yet? I have eaten I think you might Burrito have. Express. Oh, you know yeah. what? You're right. You're right. And thanks to our friends at Burrito Express for coming through. Uh, that uh, that They were uh, part of Shane's golfing experience, the Burrito Express crew on friday so yeah. make sure to follow our friends at burrito express on twitter at burrito uh, exp because uh we thank them of course for taking care of our tummies right now i i'm i'm probably very thankful that i had that burrito at one o'clock in the afternoon i i don't know what future derek's doing jesse this is very uh it's very daunting to think of this but that doesn't matter <laughs> That's not a question I can answer, but you know what we do, Jesse, you know what we do on Mondays, whether we are live or pre-recorded, <laughs> we do that thing every week, shark week, every day is earth day. And every Monday we go to the mailbag. Yes, Jesse, my mailbox is full. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, our friend Sean McNally came with a preemptive mailbox question, which we always he did. Whenever you want to take it upon yourself. It. Yeah, take take your see. That's called taking initiative is what it's called. And we appreciate you for it. Sean asks, I'm getting in front of mailbag Monday. What's next year look like at shortstop? I feel Nick is still a better defensive shortstop and as bad as his bat has been in the past. I don't ever remember him batting under the Mendoza line this late in the season. Obviously, uh, Nick Ahmed has been out due to injury. But uh, Jesse, I mean, with what Perdomo has been doing, do we see this being a situation where Ahmed comes back and shares time with Perdomo? Or do we see Nick kind of slide into a potential backup role there at shortstop? 
Yeah, I think there's some potential for a platoon there. Like Perdomo, you know, plays most of the time against righties. And then Ahmed uh, takes the majority of at-bats against lefties. I think that'd be a really good fit because uh, Nick historically has been very, very good against left-handed pitching. Um, Perdomo's a little bit more a little bit more even either side. I don't think it's like he's a way better hitter um, against right-handed pitching or anything like that. But we know pretty well at this point that Nick Ahmed doesn't excel against uh, same-handed pitching. So you, you put him against the lefties, you put Perdomo against the righties with some occasional uh, mixing and matching. I think that could that could work pretty well. Uh, but Perdomo is too young at this point to like, you know, count him out, right? He's 22 years old. Um, he's he's shown some signs, I think, uh, more recently. He's hit the ball harder a little bit more recently. So I'm not here to say Perdomo is like the shortstop of the future or like a guy that that you need to play every day or anything like that. But I see kind of a nice mix between those two guys at shortstop next year. I could see that as well, for sure. For sure. That was my thought, I think. Nick Ahmed still has uh, some gas left in the tank. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, his his condition after this layoff, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be tough because it's a shoulder and like his throwing arm is obviously a pretty big part of his value. Absolutely. So how, how well he bounces back from the surgery, I think is going to be a big part of, of his role next year. But I mean, you sure hope that Nick Ahmed is still the defender that, that we know him to be, which is one of the best in baseball. And if you have that guy on your team, you're not going to just have him ride the bench, right? He's, he's going to be in there pretty consistently. Um, so we'll have to, we'll have to see how, how things turn out there at shortstop. I think there's, I, I could see scenarios where either of those guys wind up taking the majority of the playing time. So, uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Gabriel, our friend Gabriel at bold as bronze asks, can a 500 D backs team win Lavolo manager of the year? Um, Hmm. Okay. So if they finish 500, so if they like go 81 and 81, which would be a pretty good finish for them. Let's, let's throw in just an extra caveat. They get a playoff position. Some wild cards with a, with a 500 record. Let's just say just playing devil's advocate. Let's just say that is highly, highly unlikely. But uh, if you're playing devil's advocate, I guess we'll just just play along. Um, okay, so they're 500, but they have a playoff spot. Interesting. Um, I guess Let's it's say they possible. just eke out, eke out one other team, right? I'm not talking about like you know. I'm talking about like they they barely nab the very last playoff spot. But is that improvement from one season to a next with essentially the same roster and few high dollar acquisitions, few big trades made, or anything like that? Does that warrant Lavallo being at least in that conversation? We're talking about 30 game, 30, 30 game, 29 game improvement. I just think it's like a, I just think it's like a hilarious proposition because last year, everyone's like, you know, Lavello's team won 52 games. Like why on earth are they bringing him back? Like we should fire the guy because he's the problem. His team only won 52 games. And now the, the possible argument here is like, Hey, look, Lavello's team won 29 games more than last year. Like, look at how he helped his team, you know, dig out of this rut that they were in. Now he should be manager of the year. I don't know if you could really have it both ways, but uh, to answer the question, I don't think Tori Lavello is the manager of the year. I think Buck Showalter is probably the manager of the year in the National League, just given how well uh, the Mets have played this season. Um, after Buck, I don't know if there's really any other 
clear candidates. Um, so maybe maybe Tory is is in there somewhere based on the Diamondbacks progression. But I think the D-backs would win, have to win more like 85, 86 games at least in order to be in the mix for that conversation. It, the team is too talented. The Diamondbacks aren't like, um, I don't know. We, we've talked about it a lot. Last year's record wasn't indicative of the amount of talent that they had. And this year, I think things are just kind of coming back to sort of where they should have been with a few other key contributors um, uh, being present as well. So that's more how I view this season. And I completely disagree with you. All right. Oh, uh, okay. And you're just well, saying you're not even going to elaborate. You're just going to, you're just going to go on. <laughs> here's what I'll say is that yes, Tori Lavolo did get a lot of the blame. And if you're asking me, if I'm being honest, I really don't think it's because of Lavolo that we've seen this turnaround. I think that the, no, I don't either. And I don't think it's because of Lavello that we saw all the issues last year either. I don't think Absolutely. either of those are really because of him. Both of those things can be true, right? But what I will say is we talked about it in the off season. We've talked about it during the season. We've talked about it so much that I'm sure people listening to the show are sick of it. But the additions at coaching staff are really the reasons why I think this team had this improvement. I think the additions at coaching staff are the reason why this team continues to get better uh, as the season progresses. It's the reason why we see guys like Alec Thomas and Tommy Henry have this level of success as young rookies coming into the league and adapting so quickly to a major league level. We talked about Strom working with Henry and the small changes we made. Hell, Strom made fucking Madison Bumgarner switch the side of the fucking bump that he's uh, throwing from after how many years? How old is Madison Bumgarner and he's having him switch the side of the bump that he's pitching from? Like there are things yeah. like that. It didn't really, it didn't, that particular move didn't equate to Madison Bumgarner having more success, but he was striking guys out. We saw the whiff come back for Madison Bumgarner by doing that. So who knows if maybe there's still an adjustment period, but we might see some big things out of Madison Bumgarner before the season ends if he can find success by making those, the, by adapting in the way that Strom is coaching him. The young guys, though, they're not set in their ways. They're completely yeah. coachable for a guy like Strom. I think we're seeing Jeff Mather have the, you know, uh, the effect, the Mather effect on the on the on the hitters, and we're seeing Joe, you know, this, Joe Mather. I think Joe I Mather. Think what did Jeff I say? Mather. Yeah, I think Jeff, Jeff Mather. Mather. Yeah, I'm, I'm combining my coaches. Uh, Joe Mather, Jeff Bannister. Uh, I, <laughs> Mather was a player on this team at one point. Anyway, uh, Jeff yeah, Mather. No, what? Yeah. Why he, did? Why is that name? I think he was a player. Was on Jeff this Mather, team. a player. I think I he was. He was a player on this team. So, um, yeah, you look that up. Because I know you're going Jeff to Mather. Yeah. Uh I'm pretty sure he was a catcher, but I could be wrong about that. Um or something in that cat neighborhood. It doesn't matter, Jesse. I mean, there's, the, there's the, Joe Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer, no, the catcher for no, the twins. Is that what we're no, thinking that's of? Not the one, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Um but see everyone the, in the comments right now thinks we're being utterly ridiculous and knows mm -hmm. and knows who yeah, we're thinking of and we have it. no they're idea. Like, no, you're like read our yeah they're telling like, us how can't. stupid we are like right because now yeah i'm sure it's we're great. we're from the past and you're technically for us from the future so we can't we can't see each other right now we can't do this but uh it's been fun to watch it has been fun and i i mean at the end of the day i do think that there would have to be a factor like a playoff spot in order to push lavallo over the edge to be a candidate for a uh, manager of the year to have your team go uh from you know losing 110 games to being in a position where you are playing in the playoffs uh for potentially a world series 
it, there has to be some credit given where credit's due. I get what you're saying though. It's a bit like sandbagging and then patting yourself on the back for your own accomplishments when you just didn't do good then, but now you're doing good. So by comparison, like, yeah, it's great, but you there that there's that last season. So if you're comparing it to that last season, it's not like uh Lavallo took over a team that someone else was managing last season and then made it into this. So I, I, I get where you're coming from on that. Um, I just still don't care. I think Tori Lavallo is my manager of the year. Damn it. I have no problem saying that. Uh, Harley on Twitter at Harley underscore PDX asks an often overlooked part of our system is the plethora of talented pitchers like Fott, Nelson, Jameson, and uh, Walston. Could you guys lay out your opinions on how these guys might end up? Any potential ace stuff with what we've seen? Solid middle mm. rotation guys? Anything like that? And I, I think uh, you can take the lead on this because I know you're pretty familiar with, uh, I think, all four of those guys, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I would direct people to the article that I wrote a couple of days ago. Uh, I wrote an article about eight prospects that that are most likely to make their big league debut down the stretch for the D-backs. Um, and there's a lot of overlap here. So I wrote a little blurb about um, pretty much everyone that we could see through the rest of the season, which includes those guys, other than Blake Walson. I know I'm Blake Walson on the list. Um, but yeah. As far as um, as far as the this potential scouting report here goes, I don't really think there's an ace here, Derek. Um, not to say it's impossible, like not to say that one of these guys couldn't outpace their projection and become that. Um, it's a lot of mid mid rotation, back end rotation. There it is. Uh, some call, potential call for. Again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I really made a name for myself. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean. That's just the nature of pitching prospects, uh, right? I mean, there aren't that many pitching prospects that you look at and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be an ace, right? Like, that's not a common thing at all. Like, that's very, very rare to have a pitching prospect of that caliber. Um, so I don't think any of these guys are quite that level. Um, maybe a Brandon... People expected him to. Um, he was a fifth round draft pick. Uh, one of the last guys taken in the shortened 2020 draft. He outpaced everything that people expected of him so far. So I view him as being a, sort of a riser. Um, but all in all, there's there's a lot of talent here in this group. And uh, and I think the Diamondbacks are going to get some some big league production out of this. Uh, and I, I agree. I agree. I think that everything that we've seen out of the young pitchers has still looked uh, a bit bleak, but a big part of that is because of where their stops are along the way, uh, including Amarillo and Reno. Uh, we see those ERAs balloon. We see them struggle to put up good numbers and it's understandable. It's kind of the opposite of what we've said about offensive players and what their numbers typically do, you know, when they're for re in Reno and how that can, you know, make guys look very good until they come up to a major league level. It's almost the adverse effect for pitchers. So uh, we don't typically know at times what we're going to see out of guys. We know we've talked a bit about Tommy Henry and how good he's been at Reno. So seeing him come up to the major league roster now and have the success that he's had isn't much of a surprise considering what he was able to do again in Reno, right? Like if you're able to put up good numbers in Reno, there's a good chance that's going to translate over to success. It's just, again, still AAA you know, bats. So you never know what major league bats are going to do against these guys. I, I think that there is some development there. And the one thing the diamondbacks have going for them is 
again, not to harp on it, but Brent Strom, even with the coaching and such that they get at a minor league level, the interaction, the, the FaceTime that you get with someone like Stromy uh, can be so influential on a pitcher's life and their career that you have no idea what their potential can be until they start working with a guy like him, you know? And again, it's not to say other major league pitching coaches aren't good at working with guys. There's just something special about strong. Yeah. He's able to get the most out of guys, no matter what level they're at. He's able to help guys again. Like we said about Bumgarner, continue to develop, continue to change, try new things, see what works and see if you can be more effective uh, especially by adapting at an older age, at a later part of your career, to find success in a different way. Maybe, maybe it's just enough to throw batters off and and get you back. You know, get Madison Bumgarner that edge again. So it's going to be great to see when these young guys can come up, like we've seen with Tommy Henry, and, and work with someone like Brent Strom. Because I, I don't really think we know yeah. what we have in our system until they get to that point. Yeah, it's been interesting just hearing about um, what Brent Strom and Tommy Henry have been working on in the last couple of weeks. Tommy Henry's already made changes. Um, he's already made changes from oh, yeah. his conversations with Brent Strom, and uh, and and we've we've had a press conference with with Brent Strom and and asked, you know, why didn't Tommy Henry do some of the things that you've been talking with him about earlier? Why didn't he? Brent Strom was just like, I haven't worked with him. Like, this is my first time, like, working with him directly one on one. Obviously, there's there's some communication between strong league pitching coaches, but it's a lot different with those two guys, like, actually connecting on an everyday basis and work together. Um, and we're already seeing the the fruits of some of that payoff. If you haven't had a chance already, please check out our friends at OG's uh, brand gummies. They are big fans of Mailbag Monday, and they are also flavoring life, which is what they're all about. If you get a chance, make sure to check them out. We are not only uh, suggesting that you check out their wonderful uh, flavors, their sativas, their indicas, their doses. They have a wide variety of all of those things for you to find the right size of edible that fits you. But we are also helping you get there and try them out if you haven't done so already with our flavoring life sweepstakes, Jesse. And here again is this uh, beautiful woman that I do, that I do not know. Uh, I, this is a picture I do not remember taking, uh, but I do remember having a great time thanks to OGs. And of course you can too, by entering our OGs flavoring life sweepstakes, enter on gophnx.com. Uh, one lucky winner will receive three bags of OGs gummies, including my favorite orange creamsicle, as well as tropical flavors. Uh, you'll also receive an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. So sign up at gophnx.com or click the link below in our show notes. And also, whether you win, whether you lose, check out our friends at OG's online, ogsbrands.com, or on Instagram at ogsbrands, that's O-G-E-E-Z. You can find their products at your local dispensary, and you must be 21 years or older to purchase. And Jesse's gone, um, but I'm still here, and I am... I, I don't need Jesse. I, I'm, I can do this by myself. I'll do Mailbag Monday all alone. I don't care. Uh, I'm drinking myself a Joy Bus Wow because I'm still on the Joy Bus from the Arizona Diamondbacks big series win over the Colorado Rockies. And again, we're not just giving away OG's brands. We're giving you more than that. We're giving you some of this stuff too. Uh, go to gophnx.com and enter our Toast of the Month sweepstakes, which will get you a $50 gift card 
over at our friends at Four Peaks. You go enjoy their wonderful chicken tenders, their wonderful variety of beers that they have on tap at their 8th Street Pub. There is all of that for you. Uh, and you can get that $50 gift card as well as, once again, a PHNX shirt of your choice. Not this one. We're not. This is not ours. We're not giving this one away. I already did that. We gave you two. But we will give you a PHNX shirt of your choice from the PHNX locker as well as a PHNX annual membership. Go to phnx.com or click on the link below in the show notes. Must be 21 years or older and enjoy responsibly. Uh, I don't know if Jesse's coming back, but like I said, I'm here to handle. Uh, I'm here to handle mailbag Monday all by myself if I have to. I, I don't. I, it's not like the first time I've been it, done it. It's not like the last time I've done it. But uh, we still we still have some questions uh, on on the docket. Our friend at Don's Bread asks, uh, "You guys have twenty five dollars." to get food at the stadium. Where are you going and what's the order? This is a great question. I love this question so much. Um, first of all, we need to have a talk about the food at Chase Field. $25 will get you a lot of food at Chase Field. And I'm not even joking about the incredible amount of food that you can get at Chase Meal, but there is, as many of you know, the value items at Chase Field. I'm going to list them off for you. There's a $2.99 corn dog. There's a $2.99 hot dog. There's a $2.99 popcorn. And there's the elusive, alleged, it's alleged in Chase Field, the elusive $4.99 14-ounce beer, as well as a $2.99 12-ounce soda. Uh, Jesse's back. I'm so happy he's back. Jesse, we're talking about food. Okay. Don's Bread wants to know what we're spending $25 on at Chase Field in order uh, to get the best value for our dollar. And I was just bringing up the incredible value items menu at Chase Field, right? Now, I'll be the first to say, I understand. There are higher quality hot dogs. There's higher quality food. Most likely, if I'm being honest with you, I'm going to spend all $25 at Hungry Hill. I'm just going to buy like two, you know, Italian sausages or two meatball sandwiches or something like that. However, if you want me to get my most, my most out of $25, Jesse, I'm buying six value hot dogs. At two dollars, you could buy. You could buy more. Are they two nine? Are they that expensive now? I thought they were just like two dollars even. No, they're two ninety nine. So you could get okay uh, two ninety nine. All right, eighteen six six of them for eighteen dollars. That's going to leave you seven dollars left over. Seven dollars left over is going to get you either your five dollar beer if you want that, or you can get three dollars soda, leaving you four dollars to get a corn dog or a popcorn. Ah, that's you're not going to get six six hot dogs. Six for you. I am saying all six are for you. Uh, I mean, I, I that's all I want at a baseball game, Jesse. I want hot dogs. That's all I want. Sean sure. Paz, I believe, ate a hot dog every inning at he the did. game he went to. He told he us did. he was going to eat one per half inning. That was going to be eighteen hot dogs, Jesse. <laughs> it was only be like forty eight dollars, which that's for that it. food is really a pretty good deal, right? <laughs> Uh, uh, what what are you spending your money on? I know now you've had a chance to be back around Chase Field, see some of the new stuff that's been there since you uh, since you left us. So, what are your thoughts right. on your twenty five dollar Chase Field excursion? I think I would just walk up to the Wetzel Pretzel counter and just like <laughs> throw twenty five dollars on the counter and just be like, "Hey, what can this get me?" And just like have them max me out on Wetzel Pretzel. Uh, because I, I think Wetzel Pretzel is outstanding. And there's Give me the really biggest fucking bag of Wetzel's Pretzels you got. There you go. There's $25. <laughs> uh, 
There it is. Oh my god. Uh, I did I did and I actually forgot to mention this on the show. I didn't even post a picture of this on social media which I meant to. Um I had my first versus dog uh mm. the other day when the Pittsburgh Pirates were in town. I had the versus dog. Sort of a strange experience, not going to lie. Uh it was a large hot dog, Derek, topped with french fries and coleslaw. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. there was nothing particularly special about the French fries. Coleslaw or the and coleslaw. French fries. Yeah. Is yeah. that like a That's, Pittsburgh thing? Like, I, I didn't know. really understand. I don't know much about Pittsburgh, so I, I couldn't really speak to if that's some sort of tradition for them. Sort of a, for me, I just sort of like ate the coleslaw and then ate the French fries and then mm-hmm. ate the hot dog. I didn't really, it, it was very hard to get all of that in one bite. So yeah, I, I sort of struggled sense. with my, my first versus dog, but it was still pretty good all in all. It also seems like those ingredients battle each other, which I'm not like, that's not they like, do. Coleslaw yeah. is cold. Like, uh, I'm just not, I'm not digging when, when we need to combine stuff like that. And I do. You're like really against that. Stuff. You're really against that. Aren't you like mixing well, like hot things and cold things, right? It, aren't, isn't that, don't you eat like a churro dog? Like you want to like make it all I the same temperature. Dis- I, I disassemble it. I disassemble yeah. the churro dog. I will remove the churro. Actually, here's the great part. You could actually just ask them not to put the churro dog in your churro dog or the churro in the dog. <laughs> and they'll just give it to you like wrapped like they would a churro if you were just buying the churro. And then you get uh, your thing separate. It's key. I'm not saying don't put the churro in it. It's like a lot of things. When you go to a uh, uh, when you go to any place with the suffix Bertos here in Phoenix, Arizona. They are there not are putting quite the, a few of them. There are, uh, that's why I'm just leaving it open to interpretation. It's just Bertos <laughs> at the end, right? They're not putting the salsa in your burrito. They're not. All right. And yeah, but salsa is a topping. That. Like salsa is a topping. That's a pretty. That's pretty different than this. Situation, but I'm just saying, like, there's a sogginess factor there, right? Your reason why yeah. you add your salsa at a later time isn't because they give a shit about how hot or or spicy we want it. It's mostly because it's kind of like pico de gallo. If they're if they're pico de gallo is ice cold it's gonna ruin a carne asada burrito because they're putting ice cold pico that's just like and, gross and ice like, cold guacamole of, like, ice, like practically frozen pico de gallo like is that even a thing places that i've gone to have done that yeah they do that like because they keep the pico it's tomato and onion right so they cut it yeah. up and they keep it in a refrigerator or a refrigerated compartment and then they just take it right from there and put it on your hot burrito of meat and you know a tortilla that's been heated up so that that's that's a problem it's an issue like the pico Mm. needs to be like room temperature you know what i mean like it needs to be kind of like left out and uh, like i understand you have to put it away at the end of the night and yeah leaving it out at room temperature may not make it savable you might have to toss it at the end fucking toss it make fresh food do the right thing by the customer but don't put ice cold pico de gallo on my hot burrito just like the same thing with the churro and everything else you're fucking ruining it i'm not going to eat it right away by the time i get to my seat it's not going to be good if you want to put the churro on the churro dog do it at your seat that's all i'm saying i'm not saying you have to eat the two things separately i'm just saying wait until mm. wait to apply the two things uh you know like uh like like those adhesives right that you need the two like die hard 3 where die in die hard 3 you, you wouldn't get this reference. Die Hard 3, there was two two liquid components that needed to come together in order to make the bomb. Same thing, right? Like, keep them separate until it's time to eat the bomb-ass food and then put the two things together. I'm stuck in with that. I'm sticking with that. By the way, Jesse, you definitely got the wrong versus dog because just looking forward at the schedule, the upcoming Phillies dog, cheese whiz and bacon. Ooh. I'm all about that. I'm all mm. about that. So, 
mm. something. Uh, let's look at the Cardinals dog. I gotta find the Cardinals dog. Uh, let's see. I don't have a Cardinals dog, right? We're we're playing the Cardinals at home, right? There is no Cardinals dog on this list. I'm pretty upset about that. Um, yeah, that that is a that is a home series next weekend. An, so that is uh, that is a little strange. They've left this off this list. I need an updated list now, damn it. But anyway, uh, enjoy the versus dog. That's a good one to enjoy. Uh, like Jesse said, just go to the Wetzel's pretzels and say, you almost sound like you're robbing them. Like you're going up and you're like, give me all the Wetzel's pretzels that I can get for $25. <laughs> like that almost seems like a threat. Uh, Brett Lee Johnson, our friend Brett underscore Johnson 44 asks Jesse, if you were a closing pitcher and could have a hype walkout song like Edwin Diaz, what song are you picking? <laughs> um huh trying to think i feel like <laughs> just based on my personality i would sort of struggle to to really maintain the like oh i'm gonna like i'm here to get you like i want to intimidate you like that's not that wouldn't really be my vibe if i were in that spot <laughs> i would like, want to play like a no, I would want to play like a like a fun, ridiculous song that kind of helped everyone relax. You know, I like that. Would that would be more my vibe? I want everyone to relax. So, so um, I don't know, like uh, like living on a prayer. I don't know something something along something along those lines. Living, you expect you expect white people to relax during living on a prayer. That's one of their favorite <laughs> songs. They love. They'll get fucking so yeah. excited for that. Yeah. You know, well, so I'm be living on a prayer. I'm not Come talking on. about like. I'm not talking about like playing Mozart. Like I want people to be excited. I well, I'm just saying like I want them to be happy. I don't. I'm not going for like a, like living on a prayer to me. Yeah. yeah, living on a prayer to me just helps me relax. It's, like it's fun. It's a bit like it's a bit like Charlie Blackman's song. Like I could see everybody as you're coming out for your ninth inning. Everybody, you know, living on a prayer. But that is living on. What does that say about you as a closer? <laughs> I don't feel like that's projecting a very confident sense. No, of no, but that's the point. By coming out that's the point. It, it it makes people sort of like take you for granted. You know, the 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 opposing team is like getting distracted because they can't help but sing along to the song. Yeah, that's good and idea. then and then sure enough, so I'm, Sweet Caroline. I'm like, if you want that, you know, there you sweet go. There you Caroline. go. I'd be all right with that one too. That one's all right. Um, I'm 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 going in a I'm going in a much different direction, Jesse. I'm okay. picking a song called "Industry Baby" by Lil Nas X uh, and uh, Jack Harlow uh, because this song gets me hyped every single time I hear it, day night. It doesn't matter. I might start coming out at the wrestling show to this. I don't know. It all depends if they'll let me or not change my music. Pro wrestling, you commit to music and then they want you to do it all the time. It's a whole thing. But uh, no, there's there's no song in baseball that's going to get you as hyped uh, as that Edwin Diaz song. Uh, shout out to Blaster Jacks, by the way, that liked that video. Uh, last question also comes from our friend Brett Lee Johnson. Uh, he wants to know again, when it comes to things like bobbleheads, he says other teams like the Dodgers and Rockies have been having bobblehead nights all year. Do we really think the D-backs couldn't get them because of supply chain issues? Uh, Brett says, I'm starting to think they were too lazy or think of some uh, to think of some or just too cheap. Uh, I definitely don't think it's that first thing. I really don't think it's cheapness other than maybe there was uh, an additional cost uh, to maybe have them and maybe some teams yeah, were willing to pay that cost. Maybe they went to a domestic uh, bobblehead creator and maybe the cost was much higher. Maybe something more than some teams were willing to play, pay, but more than other teams. 
I think it's a different thing, Jesse, because I brought this up on the show the other day, uh, yesterday's show. I think that there is a very good chance that the reason why uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks don't uh, have bobbleheads is because the 2022 season left a lot of extra bobbleheads lying around with no home. Um, and the yes, 20, the 2020 season, I'm sorry, like 2020 the, the pandemic season. season. Yeah. The okay. pandemic season, not 2021, not 2022. I apologize for misspeaking, but, um, the 2020, uh, season there were, because of the canceled season, because they couldn't give away items to fans. There are yeah. apparently millions of giveaway items uh, across baseball that have not been dispersed. Right. And, uh, because most of them are dated for the particular season or year, in some cases, it's players that no longer play on that game uh, or on that team or, uh, you know, even maybe even something as far as like logos and such they don't use anymore. Right. Like there's a lot that's changed since 2020 for some baseball teams. But I, I really think that there's a good chance that everybody was still a bit unsure about how the 2022 season was going to play out. Not only were we still in the middle of a pandemic just a bit when this season started, when you know, when yeah, everything was rolling true. out at the beginning of this year, but there's also the lockout and there was a lot of pessimism about the lockout and how long it was actually going to last for. So as much right. as, it, as, e- as easy as it is to put that behind us now and not think of that, I really think that the lockout created that uncertainty that caused a lot of teams to not want to commit to potentially more bobbleheads that are never going to see the light of day. Or, you know, if they are, they're going to make a couple bucks at them by uh, off of them by selling them at you know some sort of fan fest type event Hmm. yeah that's it those are all good points um yeah i didn't even think about the lockout and the impact that that would have i mean these these giveaway items from my understanding are are created far in advance of when they're actually given away um you know they're they're not like up late like you know, pressing the Star Wars shirts, you know, the night before they, they give them away. That's <laughs> as funny as right. that would as funny as that would be. Oh, uh, I don't think I don't think that's that's how it works. So, um, yeah, there was probably some uncertainty about like, will these things actually get used? And especially if we already have you know millions of items potentially, maybe not millions, thousands, whatever it is, uh, of items sitting around, um, you know, in in some storage closet somewhere, you probably don't want to add to that mix. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, at least from my standpoint, I'm sort of just speculating on this. I'll see if I can find an answer. This is a, a good question that I'm sure Brett is not the only one who's sort of trying to figure out what the real reason is behind all of this. Um, I know supply chain issues is, is the explanation we've given in the past. And, and I think there's probably some element to that, but we'll see if we can get more specifics on this. The supply chain issues were the reason that I was given uh, when I was asked or when I asked about it and they didn't elaborate too much further. Uh, and sure. of course, yes, supply chain chain issues are, might be a factor in it, but there's a good chance yeah. there's other factors as well. Right. Uh, a team like the Dodgers or a team like the Padres have obviously more money to spend than a team like the Diamondbacks. And that's just a factor of having a full ballpark every night and being able to cover the cost of, Potentially, you know, either paying the additional charge for more expensive domestic bobbleheads or potentially even just willing to eat the cost if this season didn't happen and getting them ahead of time. Like you said, ordering them with that confidence that the 2022 season was going to happen. And if it doesn't, oh, well, we'll figure out something to do with them then. 
I, yeah. I get it. I get it from a business aspect, but I also get that fans, you know, miss that. It's a big part of the game, uh, and I completely understand. And I, I, of course, want to let everybody know that I know they're not for free, but you can still get your bobblehead fix over at our friends at foco.com. Uh, they have not only uh, bobbleheads, but they have some of the most incredible bobbleheads I've ever seen. Let's be honest. Uh, the giveaway items are good. Some of them are great. There are some giveaway uh, bobbleheads for guys that don't even play baseball anymore that I still uh, hold uh, very in very high regard, right? But there's also some duds out there, and that's one thing that Foco.com will never bring you when it comes to bobbleheads. These are beautifully uh, sculpted. Uh, they are art is what they are. Not only that, but they have an entire variety over at Foco.com of officially licensed gear for men, women, children, Jesse's dog, uh, everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits, polos to Crocs, shorts, uh, everything, everything you need to be decked out for your favorite team. And we know your favorite team is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, so fans, head over to Foco.com or click the link below in the description for all non-presale items. Use the code PHNX for 10% off over at FOCO. Uh, and also, sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook app if you haven't done so already because DraftKings makes baseball more fun, right? Especially as we wind down the season. The Arizona Diamondbacks may or may not be playing for something special. Maybe they won't be. Maybe they're just playing for third place. Maybe they're just playing to stay out of the, the cellar. But regardless of what they're playing for, you can play for that sweet, sweet cash over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get down uh, it, with the, the the bakery, I think, is is what my friend uh, Sean DePaz calls it because he's also the Pillsbury Doughboy, and he's making dough over there at the, the bakery. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Of course, again, uh, I am questioning betting the over at Coors Field ever again. Uh, Jesse already talked me out of it, but the results from this weekend definitely <laughs> confirmed that for me, uh, that I am a fool, which I needed no confirmation for, but uh, you can do better over at the draft. You took the uh, you took the over on 13 and a half runs on Friday. Did, it was did, like did a, what was it, like a half. five to three game? Something like five to three? Yeah. <laughs> just just a little just a little off there, Gary. <laughs> Something like that, but anyway. <laughs> I'm sure even the odds makers didn't think it was going to be that low. But. There were there were not more than 13 and a half runs in any game in the entire weekend, actually. <laughs> That's so, true. That's there true. you go. Oh, that damn course field. But, of course, uh, learn from my mistakes and go have fun over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, we thank you guys again so much for joining us on this uh, l- pre-recorded Mailbag Monday episode. We'll be back with you live on Tuesday at our regularly scheduled time of 1 p.m. right here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. This very show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again for your time. We appreciate you so much. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we always love when you guys come through and spend your lunch with us, whether we are actually here or coming to you from the past. But uh, regardless, uh, on behalf of Jesse and myself, we thank you guys so much again for being here. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you spend your $25 correctly at Chase Field.